You're listening to Karate Kid Minute, Cobra Kai edition. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. I'm Mel. Hi. Whoa! I came in for a rando <laughs> episode. Yeah, your yeah. favorite episode of the season. Uh, season four, episode three, Then Learn Fly. That's right? Mel's favorite episode? It's your favorite episode. That's why she's here. Yeah, we'll say that, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll decide that for her. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Mel is big on, you know, if you got to get across town, you got to leap, leap from building to building. So, yeah, very safe. Uh, this <laughs> this episode is written by Michael Jonathan Smith, who's been a staff writer and story editor since season one. But this is his first written by credit. Nice. Ooh. Good for him. Yeah, I, I heard a, I heard the uh, the three creators have taken their names off a lot of the credits this mm. season. Like they're still working behind the scenes, but apparently they're taking credit for less stuff so that their other writers can have more credit, which means they get paid more. That's cool. That's awesome. That's, that's what I heard. I don't know if that's true. Somebody else will have to confirm <laughs> that for me, but I read that somewhere. This is the uh, first of two episodes directed by Marielle Woods. Uh, she's a first-time Cobra Kai director. Uh, I looked at her IMDb, several shorts, some cable reality TV stuff, uh, and she also did some stunt coordination for uh, John Wick 2 and Baby Driver. So, Cool. Nice. Yeah. The uh, synopsis for this episode is Kenny tries to become a student of Cobra Kai with some encouragement from Robbie, while Johnny urges Sam to take a leap of faith in herself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first chapter I called Unity. Uh, and this is, uh, we have the sparring deck. It's built, and for now it seems that uh, the two JoJo's are uh, practicing together. And we have a song here that I have a story about. Oh, okay. <laughs> the song is called Two Heads Are Better Than One. Um, okay. Did this song sound familiar to either of you? Uh, I can't remember it. Two heads are better than one. I mean, it sounded very, um, <laughs> hey, I just bought that pot today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're watching the episode as <laughs> What? Yeah, it looks like the pot I bought. Uh, I don't think it's the same one. Um, anyway. <laughs> oh, sorry, I got distracted. Watching golf is. Itishi, yay! Um, <laughs> um. We'll be back after these. <laughs> We've got the episode going. It's distracting in the, in to the, me. In the kitchen scene, Mel noticed a pot that looks like the one she just bought. Yeah. Oh, a pot. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> said a pot. pot. <laughs> no, the drug. No, I meant a pot to cook in. Drug. Who do you think I am? No, drug. No, you said like putt golf. As golf. Oh, putt. I thought you said pot as in pot. Pot, 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 pot. And we're back. And we're back. Scene. That was a little performative art we were doing. Um, what was I saying? We were talking about two heads are better than one. Well, it it sounded. I feel like it sounded familiar in terms of like just the type of music it was. Yeah. But otherwise, no. Uh, okay. Well, let me give you a little story. It was recorded by Gunner and Matthew Nelson. Um, do you got? Do you know who those guys are? No. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Just too old. Um, they were they well they are I'm assuming they're still alive. <laughs> um, twin sons of uh, Ricky Nelson from Ozzy and Harriet fame. Oh. Um, Ricky, Ricky, who had a, a music career as well. So these are the sons, and they were about to release their first album, 
which I happened to buy back in the eighties, uh, called after the rain. Um, <laughs> and, uh, they got an offer to put their song that, uh, they wrote with, uh, Dweezil Zappa, uh, oh. Frank's son. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in a movie. And, uh, they thought the movie sounded pretty stupid. I'll get to the movie in a moment. Um, but the studio would not let this song, uh, which is actually, do, do you know the meaning behind the song? Did you listen to any of the lyrics? No, 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 no. I mean, so what's for, the song called again? Sorry. Two, two heads are better than one. Two. So you would think the that song by power tool. Yeah, that's a thing. They ended up, uh, you're, you're jumping my trivia. Um, <laughs> The song, which seems like two people working together kind of thing, you know, like let's cooperate. Two heads are better than one is actually about two brothers tag teaming a girl that wants both of them, which oh. uh, I put in my notes gross because, you know, sure, multiple partners, but with your own brother. Uh, mm, no. Um, so. The, produ- the the guys are behind putting out Nelson's first Sorry. album. I'm looking at the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Did you want to read any of those lyrics? Uh, yeah. Can I put a PG-13 rating on I, this? Can I read the chorus? Go right ahead. It says, it's a, and then it starts, Cause two, two heads, heads are better than one. Woo-hoo-hoo. It's double the pleasure, babe. It's triple the fun. I said two. Two heads, heads uh-huh. are better than one. Better than one. It'll make you come undone. Two heads are better than one. <laughs> so their record producer were like, we do not want the first thing that we hear that, you know, Nelson puts out is this really sexually explicit song on this movie soundtrack. So they created a new, new band name, Power Tool. And then they said, no, but that's fine. But we're not going to ever. Your voice is going to be, uh, you know recognized so they were like okay we'll have somebody else sing it so they hired uh peter beckett from the band player sing it peter beckett actually sang the song i got, got popular with the song baby come back <laughs> so he's singing this song uh and so with that combination the song was finally put on the soundtrack for bill and ted's excellent adventure why <laughs> why <laughs> I guess it played during like a montage when they were like stealing uh, historical people. I guess if you don't listen to the lyrics too closely, which I never, (laughs) which Matt never does, I only do. Oh my god, look at the brothers! (laughs) Yeah, they're 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 very blonde. Oh my god! (laughs) Oh yeah, they look like they look like the male version of the Barbie twins. Still, that their song "I Can't Live Without Your Love and Affection" got me to buy that tape way back when. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, terrible song. If you want to listen to it. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Right. It's weird you said Dweezil Zappa, but then I looked at who wrote it, and it says also says Frank Zappa. So yeah, it gets like misattributed, but you know yeah. I read you where they said they wrote it with Dweezil. They had they wanted Dweezil to come down and play a solo on it. And, yeah, uh, he's, he a, he's a really good guitar player. Yeah, but yeah. I get, they were basically like, no hard feelings. He just didn't feel like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, so, yeah, we have during this montage, Daniel sparring with Sam, Johnny sparring with Miguel. Uh, we have Daniel and Johnny eating lunch together. 
another RC drop. Johnny's drinking RC with his lunch. Um, and uh, Daniel offers his lunch at, with the chopsticks. And Johnny, Johnny like licks his fingers and sticks them in and grabs a wonton with his bare hand. Uh, yeah. Why did he what? lick his fingers first? Gross. Uh, it's like turning a page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, I don't know, maybe he's like, uh, I didn't want to get my food mixed up with your food. So I'll do you solid and get my food off of my fingers first. And then, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's still not very. Get a napkin or wash your hands. Get a wipe. Um, Last episode, he wanted to like spit in his hand and shake with Daniel. And he's so basically he's like, you're going to get my spit one way or another. I feel like, you know, like when when they left the dojo and like Sam and Miguel kissed, I really wanted Johnny and Daniel to kiss. (laughs) So I think they really do want to swap spit somehow. Somehow. Yeah. So I think that's their way of like, you know, you Kind of. Um, <laughs> good for them. <laughs> I, I did like. I did like that they were sharing food though, and actually, like you know, kind of. Yeah, yeah. This is okay. Like you know, like finally Johnny can eat like some <laughs> some international food and not be completely grossed out by it. Right. And then, and, then and Daniel uh, is getting over his some of his pretentiousness by eating a ham sandwich, which is wonderful. Yeah. Because yeah. you know Daniel should know better. Like he was probably raised on ham sandwiches, so yeah. he saw that ham. He saw where that <laughs> ham came from. <laughs> it was leaky. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see. Uh, Daniel and Johnny are sparring. Daniel actually gets a little bit more aggressive. I, I, I don't know if you caught Johnny kind of smiling after that. Like, yeah. oh, he's taking my lessons. Mm-hmm. And then Johnny pulls the crane to irritate Daniel, which uh, is hilarious. Uh, Johnny meditates with them and then sneaks a beer. It's funny. When I saw the RC, I was like, oh, Johnny's trying to get off alcohol. Like, and he's drinking like soda instead, you know. Uh, but no, he's sneaking beers during meditation. Um, and we finally, yeah, when they, they all uh, – in practice, we see that Johnny has the van spray painted with the Eagle Fang logo. <laughs> mm-hmm. that was, so I guess that's Johnny's van now. <laughs> yeah, Daniel wouldn't want that back. <laughs> so, yeah, the cooperation goes all the way to the LaRusso household. And we have uh, Johnny and Carmen arriving in separate cars uh, are there having dinner. And Johnny and Anthony even run into each other again. Um, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> what did you switch, switch over to Whopper Juniors? <laughs> It's called a growth spurt, dipshit. And then Johnny's just like, still a piece of crap. <laughs> he still like quotes. Now oh, I gotta, sorry. Now I got to find a new one. Uh, uh, I apologize. That's okay. <laughs> Where was I? Oh, yeah. So um, Daniel kind of jokes about Sam taking over the dealership, but then he kind of says that Sam can do whatever she wants. Like, this is – and. And I think he's really dealership. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think he really wants, he's wants her to uh, go to some sort of like Ivy league college, you know, like he's like, do whatever you want. US UCLA. (laughs) The point is Um, they have high expectations of her. Yeah. Uh, Miguel mentions he'd like to go to Stanford. Carmen says, Oh, that's pretty expensive. And we were thinking about Santa Monica college, which is a, a community college. Um, and Miguel gets a little upset by this and accidentally knocks uh, Daniel's wine into his lap. Um, and 
yeah, that Johnny and Daniel said they're going to work on each other's teams the next day. And Daniel's like, you better, I better not see a scratch on my Miyagi-Dos. And you, they get a little shot of Sam kind of cringing at this. Mm-hmm. Embarrassed almost. Mm-hmm. It's, I All right, it's so a little cringy, this whole like thing. Still liked it though. Yeah. Still like them all getting along. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. So my next chapter is just Daniel teaching the Eagle Fangs. And uh, yeah, Miguel's worried about being worthy of, of Sam. And Hawk is like, you're a champion. You're El Serpiente. Um, and they all think today is going to be like a vacation. But uh, yeah, today's lesson is uh, what if your opponent is faster than you? And so the lesson is catch a fish with your bare hands. And these these poor koi fish. <laughs> I know. The vegans in my family were very upset by this. <laughs> I mean, you would think that, you know, Daniel would have more respect for nature, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he puts a little competition. He's like, the winner is going to lead class all next week, which nobody cares about. But then he's like, then they get, and they also get to pick out what flavor of Gatorade he buys next. Mm-hmm. Um they so they try it out and Miguel falls in and Daniel says, oh. <laughs> "Here's a quote. Here's a quote you could use at the end." <laughs> yeah, it's something else they brought back that I yep. didn't think they would reference. You're all wet behind the ears. Yeah, he should have said it like Mr. Miyagi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was disappointed. I was disappointed that he didn't. Yeah. Oh, Miguel, you <laughs> all wet behind the ear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Daniel finds out that Carmen's car broke down and asks uh, a reluctant Miguel if he can help. And so, um, uh, yeah, Daniel kind of tells Miguel about his own mother's terrible car, about having to push and run after (laughs) and get into the car several times. Uh, Daniel's not going to fix the car. He's going to have Miguel fix it himself. He's going to teach him because Daniel is the teacher. He always wants to teach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Miguel learns that Daniel was, wasn't always upper class. He didn't even go to college. His mom had a jar called the Daniel Fund, which he blew on a trip to Okinawa. But he made the money back. <laughs> <laughs> what you say? She, she just said, way to go. Way to go, oh. Daniel. Way to go. <laughs> it all worked uh, out. Yeah. yeah, he made the money back on that ice-breaking contest and then blew the money again on a bonsai tree store. <laughs> I feel like Daniel has a gambling problem. <laughs> Yeah, it's that hothead. Yeah, he's a hothead. <laughs> Don't challenge him. Uh, but I do love his his quote, and I wonder if it's like goes back to uh, Miyagi a little bit. But the uh, one where he says, "My path wasn't a straight line, and yours isn't even written," which I think is a great way to talk to a kid. You know, like it's not easy. It's not as easy as as it looks when you you know you just combine all those years into like. And he ended up being. Uh, king of the dealership or whatever and has this great beautiful house and beautiful family like that took a lot of work and a lot of mistakes it confuses me a little bit that daniel keeps going back and forth with like being understanding and then being completely like not willing to bend like sometimes i just i get confused a little bit by the adults in this show they're just (laughs) all over the place with their their uh the way that they raise these kids, <laughs> you know, right. it's, uh, it's so frustrating to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, I, I think Daniel was, uh, 
I don't know. What what are you comparing this to? Do you have something in mind that you're thinking of? Because I think he did pretty well here. Um, yeah, it's just that sometimes he's understanding and sometimes he's like, you know, like he would blow up at Robbie or something. And then and then right now he's, you know, like it's it's just like you're I mean, at the whim. You're at the whims of like this hot headed man that you never true. know if he's going to be understanding or if he's going to blow up at you. It depends like, what kind of mood he's in. He's I feel human. bad for Miguel. <laughs> like, I feel like he has to walk on eggshells all the time to get Daniel's <laughs> approval. And that's why, like, he's like spending a lot of like he's Nervous, yeah you know i gotta i gotta get this man's approval because i'm dating his daughter so yeah 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 i actually just thought about it was just in the uh the uh first episode um mm. where daniel blows up at hawk like he's yeah. not showing him, like saying oh you made mistakes and we all make mistakes and yeah yeah he's <laughs> not being understanding and that frustrated me because daniel i was like i know hawk was a dick but yeah. you guys are not helping like these kids yeah, uh, mature, I guess, because you're not mature either. Yeah, like, Daniel. Will... Like the kids, I feel like the kids like uh, keep like making the mistakes that their parents are making. Their parents are make the mistakes that it's like a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. It's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daniel will be nice to you until you wrong him, and then he'll never let you forget it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just keeps bringing up all these like stupid things over and over again. Mm. Anyway. We move on to another day of hillbilly hand fishing as uh, <laughs> like, uh, ass face or douche lips, whatever his name is. Uh, Mitch. Breath. Penis breath. <laughs> referred to. Uh, so Miguel gets an idea to jump in and walk in a circle, making the fish all go under the deck. And then Miguel grabs a fish happily. And, and squeezes the life out of it. Fish yes. is like, grr, grr. Yeah. I'm your master, fish. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not. Um, all right, so let's go to where Johnny did. Johnny teaching the Miyagi-Dos. Um, so they climb the stairs, and Dimitri kind of warns them that Johnny already – he heard Johnny already drowned a kid at a pool, <laughs> which I love that Dimitri doesn't have the full story on that. Yeah. Damn, you just he stole my, new, my new quote. You just stole it. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm, all right, I'm going to look for a new, a new one. <laughs> uh and um, yeah, and then he sick the rabbit dog. And uh, yeah, on the roof, Johnny tells them that eagles don't wait for a fish to jump to its feet. And Dimitri's like, they're called talents. Yeah. Johnny says, it's not talent, it's instinct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Johnny says they need to break from their wait, wait and see crap. You got to jump to the next roof. And uh, Sam's like, what? <laughs> And this one Dimitri, is a little extreme. <laughs> like this is definitely death if they fall. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a few of those kids that would not be able to do it. Come like on. the shorter, the shorter and heavier kids. Yeah. And he's like, if you fall, try not to miss the mattresses. And we we kind of see a shot of the mattress. There's like three <laughs> placed randomly at the bottom, which would do nothing from that height. No. <laughs> and Sam rightfully puts her foot down and says, "We're not jumping." <laughs> um. So Sam, yeah, it says uh, this is not what her parents would want her to do. Johnny says, if your parents told you to jump off a bridge, would you? He's <laughs> like, you want me to jump off a building? Yeah, onto another building. <laughs> this really bothered me as well. I was like, why? How is this okay? Like, I don't know. It's just, it just seemed extreme. I was like, no, no, there's no way someone would make a kid do this. Yeah, I just 
Yeah, I got really bothered by it myself. I, I think yeah. that's a terrible lesson. And, you know, I hate to be like... The uh, lesson's good, but do something less dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for the jump to happen and something surprising to be like, somebody doesn't make it and there's a net there. Or uh, uh, it turns out that, the, you know, like they were they were constantly not showing... They, like they showed the distance like for a moment and then they didn't... They kept not showing... Uh, the distance between the buildings. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe they're trying to hide the fact that there's something there or it's not as far or something. But no, it's it's really far across and really high up. And it was really stupid of Johnny to do this. I just, uh-huh. I, this is not like, badass. This is stupid. <laughs> if Sam had hadn't made it, yeah. what was he expecting that he would have had to tell Daniel? She would have probably like, died. She would have died. Yeah. Like. Uh. uh yeah, and and I gotta say, you know, I let me just push the soapbox over and step on it just for a second, meekly, and look around and go, okay. Now, some people have taken the wrong idea from the show how badass Cobra Kai is, and he should be as badass as them, and whatever. Is it a little irresponsible to show this as a lesson that Sam had to conquer to face her own fears and there's no repercussions as a result of that? It's just she does it. Everybody cheers. Johnny is vindicated as a, as a teacher and nobody gets hurt. <laughs> Whereas yeah. in real life, will kids Think jump from going to emulate this? Yeah, just I don't uh, know. I don't know. You'd think when they get up, like if it if it's that far apart and that far down, like I think when you get up there, you'd be like, I'm not doing this, <laughs> <laughs> unless you truly think you're invincible. I don't know. You know, I and, and people have made their own decisions, and I, you know, I, I would hate to be like, you know. Movies and TVs and rock and roll music cause the kids to do bad things. But I just like it makes it makes me cringe a little bit that I mean, I'm hoping later in the season there'll be some sort of repercussion, something like is Daniel ever going to find out about this? Um, uh, you know, I I would freak the hell out if I found out my kid was told to jump from one building to another. Mm-hmm. And also it's like rightfully you know, so. Yeah. And also it's like they don't say like if any of the other kids did it so does are we to, to learn that every kid did it or something or uh, what <laughs> mm. i don't know I, I was really kind of bothered by it yeah um but johnny and sam get a little uh, of a, a you know another couple of characters that don't usually talk get to have this like argument about like uh um how sam is uh Sam was in that car with her friends at this hit and run on his firebird. And then, and then she's like, well, I was in the backseat and he kind of like, is like, you're going to live your life in the backseat. And she thinks that he's not a big example. You're a 50 year old man who lives alone, drinks all day and clearly hasn't figured out his own life. And Johnny, like, like it's kind of hurt by this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I don't want to make a reference to something you guys are going to get, but you guys have watched parks and Iraq, right? <laughs> Just the first episode. Just the first episode. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say for the for for our listeners, 
uh, I was thinking of Johnny as uh, Chris Pratt in the Greg Pakitis episode where this uh, this teenager pretty much makes Andy cry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and it almost looks like Johnny's like really kind of like, you know, kind of tired of being thought of like this, you know, and um, and he stands up for himself a little bit and saying, like, you know, if I did what my parents wanted, I would have been wearing a suit and tie. I wouldn't I, I get to do this do what I love every day. You you know, you want to sit in the backseat your entire life, go right ahead. And um, yeah, and then he just keeps on bullying. Like, you're all pathetic. You all fail. And that's and Sam gets a text from Daniel and is like, don't do anything I wouldn't do. And then Sam's like, well, I guess I will. <laughs> <laughs> it jumps in. Everybody cheers. And yay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that night, uh, Johnny decides to make a jump himself and tells Car- tell Carmo how he feels. He does it in front of Rosa and all her friends. It's very Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so you assumed she'd have a, a gentleman caller there as well, right? Not her mom's friends. I thought Miguel's dad was finally going to show up. <laughs> yeah, it was either going to be that or like another date. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But, you know, we get the classic, like, oh, there's a whole room full of people you weren't expecting, and they're all like, tee-hee-hee. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Does he have an older brother or something? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Carmen agrees to take the leap with him. She's she's doesn't take much, uh, much to talk her into it. <laughs> yeah, she does not seem to be concerned that he might be cheating on her. with. <laughs> <laughs> no. She's just going to believe him, you know? Um, the next day, uh, Johnny tells the Miyagi-Dos that they're ready. And, you know, when you're put in a scary situation, you don't back down. You've got to grow a pair. Am I taking another quote of yours? <laughs> nope. My, my, my new quote is from the jump, the roof jumping scene. Oh, good, good. I, I tried to skip through a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he knows the Sam and he's like, of legs. <laughs> yeah. Sam actually says yes, sensei to him, which is nice, you know? Yeah. I don't really understand why she's taken to his to his uh, lessons now. Tutelage. Uh, um, is it just because she wants to uh, like contradict her or like go against her parents a little bit because they have such high expectations of her, or what, like is it something else? I don't know. It seems to be uh, shaped in that way because of the whole talk about college earlier in the episode. But mm. I also like remember. You know, Daniel talked to Sam and brought him, brought her to uh, to the All Valley place and said, this is where I learned how to control my fear or whatever. And Sam was really scared last season. And uh, I think this is more like her not only facing fear, taking control of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wish she wouldn't <laughs> do something so dangerous, but... Mm-hmm. But yeah, Johnny walks in the back of uh, Miyagi-Do and, and just in time to see Daniel anointing Miguel with the classic lotus flower headband. And uh, yeah, he looks pissed. Um, probably getting some more of that on Friday. I feel like he doesn't have a right to be, though. No, no. No. But like, I mean, I mean, just like, I don't know. Just like, this is the agreement that you came upon. Like, I don't know. You have to realize like, that, like, yeah, if right. you don't, if you don't like it, like, if you don't like that 
Daniel is spending so much time with Miguel, then why don't you say, hey, Miguel, let's spend time together and do it, you know? I mean, the the the, the thing they were going to do that day was teach each other's dojos. And it, <clears throat> I mean, and it was. How, how would Daniel have reacted if they all came back and they were all wearing like Eagle Fang shirts? Like Sam was wearing an Eagle Fang shirt. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think it would be like, yeah, yeah. I'm mastering both, both the uh, teachings as my teachers probably would want me to do, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, they gotta like, get their heads together and like combine and make a lesson plan beforehand that yeah. is, is an amalgamated version of what they would both teach and just do it together. <laughs> also, are they just like? Is Daniel back to just like doing this now? Like he's not working at the car dealership anymore. <laughs> like that's what I want to know. Like what is happening here? Like how I, I is, is Amanda okay? Like is Amanda okay with all of this? This is a lot. Mm. Amanda seems okay because I think she's like, yeah, they're it, it, what's going to have to do? What's going to have to happen to actually help their business is yeah. take this take Cobra Kai down. So. I'm assuming she's being more understanding about it and not thinking it's so silly anymore. Mm. Uh, the next chapter I called. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What? It's just crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Go ahead. Next next chapter I called the la- the last temptation of Terrence. Uh, <laughs> mm. And we find Terrence checking on his stocks and he gets triggered literally by his ch- chef trying to flambe his breakfast. Vietnam and, uh, flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we see some of the stuff we saw in season three, which is, you know, that other soldier we thought was Terry Silver getting killed. <laughs> and Crease uh, freeing Terry and Terry telling him, I owe you my whole life. Mm. Um, so Terry decides to take a ride to Cobra Kai. He blames Crease for messing with his head. Crease says maybe he has some unresolved issues. An old man in the last chapter of your life clinging on to some bullshit happy ending. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, and that's when Terry kicks off his shoes and, you know, he says, this isn't his fight. Um, Kreese says, you must miss this. Are you afraid of getting a little rusty? Kreese constantly just poking at the manhood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Terry throws some air kicks and fists at Kreese's face and uh, then puts his shoes on. And Kreese says, there's still time to finish what we started. The choice is yours. Um <laughs> But yeah, later we see that Terry has been ignoring texts from Cheyenne. Um, Poor Cheyenne. What did she yeah. do? She just wanted to start a mindfulness app and, you know, <laughs> get, get the support of her it's older not boyfriend. badass enough. <laughs> She's a weird, weak vegan. <laughs> <laughs> then, we, uh, then we see, uh, yeah, he's in the bathroom. He, he takes his robe off and we see there's this big scar on his chest. Yeah. Thomas Ian Griffith, you know, keeping in shape, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, we get another flashback, and we find out that's a tattoo removal scar. And we see the tattoo of, like, a cobra being put on his side. And he's, like, in pain. I can't imagine how much that would hurt, getting yeah. a tattoo in that area. On your ribs, yeah, it hurts. Yeah. Ah. He's obviously been keeping in shape, like, because he looks like he's still doing karate. Like, he still looks like he's good at it. Mm-hmm. Like he hasn't lost any of his abilities, it looks like. It's like riding a bike. You you think? Sure. Ask Matt. Throw a throw a punch at Matt right now. Ha! Ah! <laughs> 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 
I'm sure it comes back, but it's just still like it's something that if you want to be that good at it, you'd have to like really work on it, like at a, on a regular basis, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crease shows him a flyer. Uh, this is young Crease shows him a flyer for the seventh annual All Valley Under 18 Karate Tournament. Uh, so obviously, I did the math. Uh, I've I rewound the episode to see the poster. And, tw- and the poster behind Crease in Cobra Kai for the upcoming All Valley, which is taking place in May of 2019, uh, is the 51st annual. So I did the math and subtracted and found out that these flashbacks are taking place in 1974, uh, oh. 10 years before the events of the Karate Kid. Okay. And so, the first All Valley was when? I assume was seven years before then in 68. Okay. Am I doing the hmm. math correct? Yeah. 67. That would make 2018 the 50th, right? Yeah. It's 2019 yep. is the 51st. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, this is interesting. These two young guys are going to turn into, uh, Martin Cove and Thomas Ian Griffith in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's called uh, a growth spurt, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You call me a dipshit. <laughs> Still a piece of crap. Um, so, so uh, uh, yeah, we find out they just started Cobra Kai. They don't have any students, uh, but Terry's worried. He's losing his inheritance. Uh, so he's still going to pay his half, but he can't, like, teach with uh, Crease. And... Um, you know, his dad's kind of pushing him to put Vietnam and karate behind him. And Terry's like really worried he can't do that. And Crease is like, fear doesn't exist. And uh, and that he's not going to leave Terry behind. Cobra Kai never dies. So, yeah, almost an explanation of why we don't see Terry Silver um, in that dojo with uh, John Crease in the Karate Kid Part 1, right? <laughs> These writers are very thorough. Yeah, it's so good. I love it. <laughs> And then as we come back from the flashback, we see Terry open a drawer and pull out a hair tie and puts it on and he kind of smirks in the mirror. <laughs> it's like, there he is. <laughs> there he is. Um, I just, I want to know like how John Kreese is so good at getting into people's minds. <laughs> like you, it, he doesn't look it and like, you know that like, like once you know what he's about, you should know better, yeah. but he's still... He's a cult leader. He's a cult he leader. Yeah. 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 And you can see even back here, like, I feel like he's kind of like, we're not going to leave each other. You're not going to leave me. You know, I'm always going to be there for you. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, is that brotherhood or is that the, is that cash that he's saying, you know? Mm. Um, I will also say I was watching this episode with my wife and uh, she just, kind of half watched karate kid part three with me recently and she's just like oh his hair's all white why is it all white i'm like he's He's older older. get older just dye it black dye it black no like because crease kind of looks you know the same but older but here is like old man terry silver (laughs) you know according to i i don't mind it but it crease would have looked intimidating even with the with the gray hair yeah, I don't think he needed to dye it. 
I, I think Terry Silver looks fine. So you know, you know what you have to do when you get older now, Robin. I know. I'm like going gray and like badly going. You're gray. not allowed. Like, you're not allowed God. now. No. <laughs> She's and probably then, of just course, not okay with the shocking change. She might be okay with a gradual. Don't go gray overnight, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, I blew her mind by telling her, and I don't know if this is news to people that are listening, that <laughs> the actor Thomas Ian Griffin, Griffith is actually uh, two years younger than Ralph Macchio. <laughs> oh, I thought it was just a few months. I thought they were the same age. No, no, two years. Oh, Google, you lied to me. You know what Matt's really? mom and grandmother told us? What? What? They told, they told us Matt's mom what? and grandmother, we were yes. watching the third movie, and they were like, oh, Matt's mom was like, I recognize that guy. She's like, where have I seen him? And she's like, oh, I think he was in another world. He played so-and-so in another world. Mom, don't you remember him? And Matt's grandmother was like, huh. She's like, yeah, that's the guy. And I was like, is it? Yeah, I think he went on to the soap operas. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Apparently he played a good guy. Are you Wait. looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking things up. He's Oh, yeah, he's one year. He's one year younger than uh, Ralph Macchio, not two. Okay. And Are you sure it's one year, or is it less than a year? Well, okay. Yeah, and it's less than a year, really. Yeah, he was born March 18th, 1962, and Ralph was born November 4th, 1961. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a few months, actually. How about that? Either way, it's amazing that they're, like, the same age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that more in uh, Karate Kid 3 Minutes when we get to that. Uh, <laughs> um. All right, the last chat, we're running a little long here, so I'm going to have to kind of push through this really fast. Kenny and the Snakes uh, is the next chapter I have here, the last one. Um, Kenny coming into Cobra Kai, much like a young Daniel LaRusso did 35 years ago. Um, and he tells Robbie that he's being uh, harassed by bullies, and his brother Sean sent him. Crease is like, you know, you're interrupting my lesson. In the real world, you got to fight your own battles. Cobra Kai can teach you, but you got to prove you're worthy. So he's got to face... Of course, the worst of them, Kyler. What a ridiculous rule this is for a dojo. <laughs> <laughs> you can't it's join so my do do dojo until you beat uh, one of one of my students with <laughs> while you have zero training. Right. Well, I you know, Kreese says later. I think he says uh, you got to show that you got killer instinct. So mm. I think Kreese might not even care about whether he the, they they win or not, but to show that he's got some cojones yeah <laughs> uh yeah kyler keeps scaring him off the mat crease is like we don't have time for losers and cowards uh so he sends him packing just like poor bert i'm glad uh, they brought kyler back i like kyler even though yeah you know, i like to hate him i mean <laughs> every time i see kyler like shooting off his mouth and they show they i, I want to see more crease reaction shots of just like Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like this is today's youth. <laughs> Tyler has one of my favorite lines in in all of the uh, series, from, but it was last season when he was like, "I think it was like if I fail trig, my dad's gonna shit my mouth." <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I, I think of him as fish sticks guy. Fish sticks are dope. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, Robbie, who watched all this, shows up at uh, Kenny's door, and we find out that Sean is in juvie. And the reason why is because Kenny caught one of Sean's bad friends stealing from his parents and and 
the and then Sean had to protect him and then beat up the guy pretty bad. Um, and then Kenny shows Robbie a video on his phone and somehow these kids filled up his locker with milk. I don't know how that how that happens. <laughs> yeah. It just explodes out as soon as you open. They mm-hmm. they had I mean, gosh. They would have had to like seal the door and then pump it in through the top vent or something. Yeah. Oh. Um, and just it ha- it not even be like a hose. It has to be milk. You have to pump the milk in there. Why milk? Yeah. He got a he got a milk thrown at him on the bus. But mm-hmm. like why is there a reason why they're tormenting with milk? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, Brabby uh, agrees to help him with a couple of moves. Um, but no no time for tutoring. He's got the tournament. So in the back backyard, Robbie promises not to make contact, but Kenny is still kind of scared when Robbie comes at him and he says, you know, all I can all I can really do well is run. And so yeah, Robbie tells him to use his speed. Run at your opponents, not from them. So he that's all, the- that's all well and good, but you still need to be able to hurt somebody. <laughs> like you can run into an opponent's, you know, um, into his uh, into his space, into his yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can run into his space and like throw a punch, but if it does nothing, you're screwed. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, Kenny returns to Cobra Kai for another shot. Increases like uh, tells Kyler to make it quick, and Kenny gets chased off the mat again. Everybody laughs. We go into like a slow motion, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> which angers Kenny enough to uh, make him charge Kyler and punch him in the face. Uh, which Kyler has to be held back <laughs> and Chris tells him to take his spot. So Kenny's in. Hooray. So it's very interesting. We have a kid that we're kind of, you know, rooting for, you know, that he's being bullied by people that we like. And, or, well, sorry. At this point by Anthony, who we don't like and his friends who we definitely don't like. Um, and, uh, you know what to do about this um who are we rooting for <laughs> um all right I, I, yeah i don't know i i do like kenny we'll see where I it goes too. yeah all right next time on cobra kai uh the episode is called bicephaly or bicep halley <laughs> and i don't know yeah. if they explain what that means you'll have to let me know i might i might uh uh, uh I'll see you on Friday for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Send your feedback to KarateKidMinute at gmail.com. Um, you can uh, message us on the social media links uh, that is uh, on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. Just look for Karate Kid Minute, and you'll find us. And uh, – oh, sorry. And Mel, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, uh, hey, anytime. How about how about Friday, too? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time please don't use use me as a unit of measurement <laughs> <laughs>